MSW Media. Hi, I'm Allison Janney, and you're here with me on What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. And that's my sexy voice. Boom. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Let's do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. This is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize. I have my soundboard in front of me on this episode, and I feel like I'm going to use it. We are on location. I've been let loose. I'm out in the wild. Welcome to the show. I'm Dan Dunn. This is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. And what we're drinking, this is the beginning of a two-part episode. We are recording live at Baby Blues Barbecue in Venice, California. Regular listeners to the show know we love it here at Baby Blues. And we're going to be eating some food and drinking some wine. This is part one of our holiday wine special. Lest you think I don't prepare... I did a lot of thinking, contemplating how we would break this down, this two-part thing. And what I figured I would do is this. Part one, white wines. Part two, red wines. You're welcome. That's how I roll. Now, as you know, I am, I am the uh, author of the best-selling tome, American Wino, tale of reds, whites, and one man's blues. But I'm going to admit something here on the air. I'm just a pretender. I'm a faker. I don't know that much about wine. The book's really kind of a memoir. It's not really about wine, but there's wine stuff in it. So in order to produce a quality holiday, quality holiday, quality, 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 quality rhyme that, quality holiday, quality, 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 hold on. All right, try that again. Quality holiday, quality holiday. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop with the sounds. Quality holiday wine episode, I had to bring in a pro, an expert, somebody that knows of what she speaks. And she is on Psalm TV. You can find her on Psalm TV. She's currently competing in a new series on Psalm TV called Sparklers. I'm hoping she steps her game up because so far this season, I have not <laughs> seen her win a single competition, but I feel like it's coming because she's just too good. You can't keep her down. Please welcome to the show, Claire Copey. Claire, how are you? I'm doing so great. How are you doing, Dan? <laughs> it's good to see you. Thank you for yeah. coming out. It, it, I know it's a trek. You're you're in Sherman Oaks. I am in Sherman Oaks. I'm in the Valley. The of Valley, Los and we're in Venice. So yes. it was. You came a ways. I don't mind it. I love coming to the West Side. So, but we do have food. We do have delicious. You tempted me. Barbecue <laughs> and other food stuffs in front of us. And uh, I, I don't even want to screw, I want to get into you and your background, but <laughs> I think we got to immediately jump in with something to drink. And I'm going to yes. let, you are the pro here. Of the five, we have some bubbly and some other mm -hmm. white wine here. Of the five that we have, what should we start with? Well, I am, uh, 
I am susceptible to drinking sparkling quite a bit, and I am in this show called Sparklers, so I say we dive in with one of the bubbles, uh, and I am, I'm intrigued by this uh, Enrico Serafino, uh, this, uh, this metodo, uh, metodo classico, so traditional method, uh, champagne method, sparkling from the Altalonga region of the Piemonte. So it's uh, just... Oh, look, you're going to open it for us on the air. We, we don't mess around. So Enrico like... Serafino... Yeah is a specialist in, in the classic method of making sparkling wine. They've been around since 1878, which is like a couple of years before I was born. Uh, and it, it's a delicious looking. The Kraus family owns this wine. Again, it's in the Piedmont region of Italy. What else? What else can we do here? What can we do? Uh, it's it's made from the main uh, champagne varietals, if you will. So it's uh, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier, predominantly Chardonnay, I believe. Oh. If you wouldn't mind handing me your glass. There you go. There we go. And yeah, you're right. Eighty percent Pinot Noir, twenty percent Chardonnay. It's saying here. Oh no, Pinot Noir. The Meunier. age of the vine: fifteen to twenty-five years. Limestone and clay soil. It's gorgeous. What else am I missing here? It's been bottle aging a minimum of two months. I've uh, been 42 months on the lees. Yep. Anything else, Claire? Uh, I mean, it's. Just, I don't think a lot of people think about sparkling wines from this region of Italy. This is Barolo, Barbaresco country. You know, this is Nebbiolo land. So um, just another shout out to a really beautiful traditional method sparkling that's not from Champagne. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's underrated. So people need to, to drink more of these sparkling wines. Well, let's, let's get them going. Cheers. Let's cheer. Ching. <laughs> All right, I can't. Aggressive I'm very change. excited. I know we're like smashing the glasses. <laughs> we haven't even started drinking yet. We're already. Wait till episode two rolls around. All right. It should be a lot of fun. Um, oh, that's this nothing. is really nice. Isn't it? It's just super fresh. It's that's... got that lovely texture, though, from that age on the lees. So when you say that, what do you mean? So basically with, um, not to get too clinical about this, but no, traditional doing? method. <laughs> Thanks. Traditional method sparkling means all those bubbles are created right in this bottle that we're drinking out of. So you take um, a blend of still wines, or in this case, it's all coming from the year 2017. And so you uh, put that wine into the bottle, and you put a bunch of yeast and sugar in there. And so sugar is the food for yeast, so the yeast is gobbling all that sugar up. And when there's no sugar left, the yeast dies. Sad. But it's beautiful, flavorful corpses kind of start resting. Can, I pour, can I pour some out? Can I pour a little out for the yeast? Pour some out for the yeast. They are hard workers, and they work until they die. I'm trying to find a sound effect. She's looking over at me. What's he doing right now? I'm like, I mean, what would be a good? They're like a sad, like her. I know. Oh wait. Poor Poor yeast. (laughs) But also, thank you, yeast, for your your sacrifice because you make delicious. This yeast texture has brought us this bounty. It has delicious juice. Gives you all that lovely texture, all the richness on the mid palate, so that it's not just this like razor's edge, you know, of astringency on the wine. Yeah, you're right. The the balance on that is really nice because sometimes I have problems with sparkling because it, um, if it's too acidic. Yeah. It, it kind of screws me up. Which it always is. Like, for the, mo- for the most part, these wines are very high acid wines, so you need that, the yeast in there. And then also this dosage, so this little bit of sugar that's put in. Uh, if you see it saying, like, Brut Nature or um, Brut uh, Zero, uh, that'll mean there's no sugar in there. So those do tend to, like, rip your enamel off a little bit more, or the perception of it is higher. Uh, but that little bit of sugar that's added into Brut, usually, like, six grams per liter, so it's minuscule you don't taste it but it just softens the edges a little bit 
it's it's delicious. It's now quite we, nice. we have we have food in we have food. front of us. Yay. We've got some mac and cheese, we've got pulled pork, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, we've got mm-hmm. shrimp, and then we have Hell some yeah. dessert. We have key lime pie and then we have banana pudding. What this would we try insane. with this? This? And why? Firstly, this is an incredibly parable wine. That's why sparkling wine is so much fun. So this will like cut through all the fat and all of this. I think this will be really yummy with the mac and cheese because okay. it has that creaminess that I think will pair nicely with the mac and cheese. And also, I just want to eat it. So, so when, <laughs> no, someone's, when someone's thinking about pairing mm-hmm. food, yes. I make, so I make a macaroni and cheese mm-hmm. like they do not as well as they make them here at Baby Blues. <laughs> so what, what should they be thinking in terms of how to pair this? Well, so, I mean, look at mac and cheese. It's rich, right? Ideally. You got lots of cream, lots of butter, lots right of cheese. Of she looks. I know. She's, she's I have like, mine poised on my fork, ready to go. Me, like, don't make me talk anymore. I know. That's a terrible trick. Sorry. No, no, no. So you got all this richness. So you don't want a super fatty wine with this, if that makes sense. You want a high acid wine. You want something that's going to slice through all that richness in the dish. So, so when you say a great. fatty wine, yeah. on the white side, were you talking about like a, a buttery Chardonnay you might not want? or Maybe not necessarily. Chardonnay also gets such a bad rap for always being this oaky, buttery thing. Chardonnay is, by nature, it tends to be a higher acid grape. So you could certainly do a Chablis um, or a white Burgundy with this. I would suggest uh, staying away from wines that have uh, higher alcohol and um, less acidity, like a Viognier, maybe a Gewurztraminer, although... I would like to try it because sometimes what you don't think works works. You go in and I'll I'll talk for a second while oh, you yeah. eat. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Claire, mm-hmm. just so everybody knows, how I was look, following people on the on the gram, as the kids call it, and a friend of mine recommended following Claire's Instagram. Terrible idea. Because he said she knows her wine, and uh, you were at the time. I think you were working at Republique. Okay. Here yep. in L.A. Yeah. One of my favorite spots, and Oof. I thought anybody that's working there has to yeah. know their wine. And then freaking doubled down <laughs> and went to Sushi Note, which is probably <laughs> my favorite sushi place. Is it really? It's the only reason I would travel to the freaking valley from here. No, <laughs> it's I've, worth I've it. been there, and it, I went. Oh, I went good. during. It was right before you got the job. There was a guy there who was the sommelier. You took over Andrew Pattinson, and he, yeah. it was it was such a. They do such a beautiful job there uh, of pairing sushi with wine. Yeah. You've now left there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a quitter. You are a, you are a quitter. <laughs> I'm just a quitter. Uh, no, I've just been, I've been blessed with a lot of amazing opportunities. I left Republic not by choice, but because of COVID. You know, not, there wasn't much, uh, yeah. there wasn't much open there. It wasn't, <laughs> nobody was there. <laughs> it was like, no one was there. I have burgundy for you. Yes. Uh, but no, that was, um, in education. Wow. I was so lucky to work at that place. I had an incredible group of sommeliers that I worked with and, you know, just crazy kitchen staff. You've got the Manskis that are making some of the most beautiful food in the world. It's a world class. I mean, Oof. to give you an idea of how well regarded this place is, mm. the last time I was in there was a couple of years ago, pre-COVID, with Phil Rosenthal, frequent guest on this show, Phil, and we He's were awesome. doing, we were recording there, and I believe Phil may have something to do with Republic. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that on the air. He might be involved. He might be involved in some capacity. Uh, (laughs) So we're there, and I'm like, oh, here, we're rolling in. It's Phil and I. And actually, Ray Romano was possibly going to come meet us. And I'm like, well, look at me. I'm such a baller. But (laughs) we were not even close to being the most famous people there that day because 
in fact, when I pulled up, I'm like, what is going on at Republique? There were all these big black SUVs and guys in suits. And I'm like, somebody really important is in there. And it was... Let me guess. Hold on. No, I don't want to drum, it. drum roll, please. Give me a, a second while I find the drum roll. Hold on. I can uh, do it manually. Oh, here we go. No, no, here we go. <laughs> Who do you think it was? I think it might be Jay-Z or Beyonce. Michelle Obama. <gasps> I forgot that she came in. How do you forget? The crowd went nuts. It really did. Because I wasn't there, I've repressed the fact that she came in because I wasn't there. So she was there, <laughs> and that's the kind of place Republic is. Mm. Okay, sorry, we're, we're getting off track, we're which trying. is probably going to happen throughout this. So this no. wine, so everybody knows, Enrico Serafino. Now, you're going to have to help me out here, Claire. Mm. O-U-D-E-I-S. Odais? I guess, oh, it's, it's the, it comes from the Greek for Odysseus. Yes, which means like, what is it? Like no name? Or means like no that? one. No one. No one. Yeah. No one yet everyone. The winery gave him this name because they were acknowledging that no one is at the origin of the wine complexity. Only terroir That's has this ability. Right. That's a pretty good idea. It's right? a very humble approach that a lot of uh, old world winemakers have. They don't really call themselves winemakers. A lot of them call themselves um, like vine tenders. They're just watching over the vines until they're ready to make beautiful wine, you know? So it's a humble I approach. I don't know if I like this. <laughs> it's just, this is like when... This uh, approach or the wine? <laughs> when stewardesses became flight attendants, I wasn't, I wasn't a fan. I'm kidding. Waiters and waitresses Waitress in the Sky. Waitress in the Sky, one of my favorite songs. By the replacements. All right. We're way off track now. Okay. I know. This pairs great with macaroni and does. cheese. What are we going to do next? Should we keep bubbling or should we... Oh, what should we do? What should we do? What should we do? Actually, I'm kind of. Let's do the let's do the New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Okay, New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, which is the why? Oh, and by the price oh, on that Serafino, yeah. I don't know. I think it's like twenty something incredibly bucks or something. approachable. Very, very yeah. reasonable priced wine. Okay, so now we're doing. Now we're going to do Y Rao River. River. Am I saying <laughs> that incorrectly? Yes. No, Probably. Y Rao. Yeah, Y Rao River Sauvignon Blanc, which is from New Zealand. This is the according to them. This is the wine that put New Zealand on the world stage. Their first, well, their first, <laughs> uh, Wairau River's first Marlboro Sauvignon Blanc in 1991 won the national trophy for the best Sauvignon Blanc in New Zealand. Well, my mind. Promptly sold out. And new, if you haven't had Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand, you are missing out because it's delightful. It is such a popular. Can I get a little I bit I was going to say, where's your glass, Now, sir? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you from yourself. talking about this for one second. Cause Please do. I need people to know that you're a pro here. So a little bit of your background. We talked about Psalm TV, but you were an actor. You don't see a lot of that around these parts. I know actors. And and then you were working in the hospitality business, as people do to put themselves to support their acting career. Indeed. And then what? You just went down the the well with wine? I did. The the wine bug bit me. Um... It was, it was also the fact that I was becoming kind of exhausted with the acting industry. I'd been doing it for so long at that point that um, my fire was already starting to kind of diminish. And then I hated going into auditions and having them be like, well, that's great that you're like classically trained, but how many Instagram followers do you have? <laughs> I would just be like, what? Because I want free marketing. And then they'd hire like a model who can't act. And it was just <laughs> weird. But uh, I just was just like, I don't, I don't care enough to put up with this bullshit anymore. 
Are we good to swear on this minute? Fuck yeah. Okay, fuck no. you. Uh, <laughs> so I knew I needed to pivot and wine was around me. I, uh, I grew up uh, with a father who's a bit of a wino, uh, this Italian guy, and he'd, he'd give me little sips of, you know, of wine here and there. And I always thought it was interesting to kind of like pick it apart. And I remember him uh, when I was a kid, uh, I was watching Check, Please, which is a show uh, in Chicago where Alpana Singh reviews restaurants. And he told me she's this master sommelier. And I was like, what is that? And he's like, she can tell what a wine is, uh, like what grape, what year, where it's from, what village. And I was like, that is bullshit. There's no way she can do that. But I thought it was cool. So I tucked it away. Uh, And then, yeah, I was working in restaurants and... My wine director came in and uh, gave us a nice breakdown of, of all of our wines and the wine regions. And I thought there's, there's a really beautiful storytelling aspect to wine that's similar to being an actor. And I love the history of wine. And I love getting to share something new with a guest or a friend that just you can see the light bulb just click on for them. You well, know? How would you de- describe me at this point? As far guest, as? Guest or friend? <laughs> oh, your friend. Grind? Grind? That sounds like grand. Like grand. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't know how you're going to treat me here as a guest. guest or a friend. Well, I'll pour the wine. You're for you. actually the guest on my show. We're, we're guests on. I don't know. I was going to say something really cheesy. Go ahead. No, no. We're please. guests on this planet. Dan. We love the cheese. <laughs> All right. The mac and cheese. So this, this, that's that's what got you going. That's what got me going. And and then I just studied my ass off to a bunch you know of exams. Your stuff. I mean, I would I again stalking you on the internet for a couple of years, and I would watch you. You do you do some live. Remember, I, I think I jumped in a couple, not on it, but I oh god commented to you, and you said, "Oh, hi, Dan." <laughs> oh hi, Dan Dunn. And that Sounds was a like me. big moment in my life. I was like, "Wow, Claire, honored." Claire Copy. At the time, I knew you as Claire Copy. Claire Copy. Yeah. So a lot of people say my name. That's okay. I forgive you. You acknowledged <laughs> me, and it was a big moment for me. So thank you. Um, <laughs> well, I'm no Alice right. and Janney. Why <laughs> Rao River yeah. Estate 20, what year we got there? 2020. 2020, 2020. Sauvignon Blanc. Now, I am going to try this. It is very classic New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. From the moment you smell the thing. That's what I love about New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc when you're blinding it. If the court or any exam gives you a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, thank the fucking gods. Because you smell it and you're just like, got it. (laughs) That is really good. Now, of the food we have in front of us, I'm not going to ask your opinion on this because I think I know. What do you think? What do you think? I think the pulled pork. Oh. Let me try. Do it. Pulled pork. I was going in a different direction, but I, I don't think it's wrong. That's the beautiful thing. We have a bunch of like really fresh, crisp whites here that are just like incredibly, uh, Oh God! There goes my brain. Versatile, versatile. Did you just say? Can you bur- put it? Did you say versatile? Versatile. <laughs> Can versatile. You give me a sound effect, please. All right. <laughs> this is really good with the pulled pork. Is it? You okay. were thinking what? Shrimp. I was thinking shrimp. Well, that's the only. <laughs> oh man! Depends what kind of glaze. If you do like a pineapple glaze pulled pork alone. Oh, that's nice. So again, when you're when you've got Sauvignon Blanc. Mm, mm-hmm. And you're looking to pair with food. What are you? What are you trying to do? I just think this. Is fun. I mean, this is you know an island wine. New Zealand is an island, and generally there's the saying, you know, what grows together goes together. And you've got a lot of seafood around the coast of uh, New Zealand, so I think the shrimp might be kind of fun with this because you have all these beautiful tropical fruit notes: papaya, mango, passion fruit, and all the citrus. I think it might be really nice with the uh, the scrimps. So I'm what take grows it together goes together. Allegedly. I've never heard that. You've never heard that? No. Oh, yeah. So like co- like uh, regional foods go with 
the region's wines. Like you have white truffles in uh, Piemonte that goes with Nebbiolo. Well, this is something that Claire and her other contestants on Sparklers Yay. did. There was an, an episode, they're in the Willamette Valley, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they had to go out and forage <laughs> for some some local stuff. And you, yeah. So you're you're Apple. making, this is the part that I, I didn't realize, so you're, you're not really a chef in any way, but you're. Nope. But on this show, you're having to make food. Yeah. Yep. Maybe that's why you keep. <laughs> maybe that's why you haven't won yet. Because I feel like you're straight. No. Well, I think honestly, I'm. I'm not trying to be an asshole here. I'm saying, I think your wine knowledge is. But I'm not a right chef. up there. But I'm not a but chef. But I, I think two of the contestants seem to one. Mm-hmm. The guy from L.A. is. Kaner? Matthew From Kaner? the restaurant business, right? He, uh, he owned a, a few restaurants. Yes, correct. So He's not a chef, but he owns some restaurants. He likes yeah. to cook at home. Uh, but then you have uh, Mariam Ahmed, and she worked for the Culinary Institute of America. She didn't uh, attend it as a, as a uh, student, but she's incredibly knowledgeable and knows a lot of um, uh, very famous and very successful chefs. And then you have uh, George Walker III, who works for Dwayne Wade Sellers. And he went to culinary school in Michigan. So they do have uh, that, that little bit of background under their belt. But I will say, as the show goes on, it becomes much and much uh, more interesting. Well, <laughs> what I've noticed early on, from three episodes in, mm-hmm. you all seem to really <laughs> like each other. I know. Which is great. Makes but for drama. for reality TV, <laughs> I, need some, I need some conflict. I know. You need... If you had gotten us all like after the shoot when we were all like wasted, and <laughs> it would have been a lot more fun yeah. to, to film and watch. I want but some I'm real housewives didn't. type I know. stuff. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. Maybe. Okay. Gets intense. It gets intense. But yeah, we all we all like each other a lot. <laughs> so this one, I, again, I think you're right. Just classic New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Very classic. I think it's nice with the the shrimp. I don't know what you think. I think it's Did great like with it? the shrimp. Yeah. It works great with the pork too. Again, very versatile. Twenty bucks. 20 bucks. You stop that now. That's it. 20 bucks. Can't beat it. It's so fresh. Yeah, I want to drink this like in Malibu. This episode is brought to you by Batiste Rum, a true original. The only American aged rum made from single origin, 100% fresh cane juice. They make it in a way that generates zero durable waste and is carbon negative from ground glass. First rum in the world to do it this way. And with the holidays upon us, I am all about Batiste Rum Reserve. It's exceptionally clean tasting, rich and flavorful. It's a must have for any serious spirits enthusiast and makes for a fantastic gift for anyone who loves discovering great new hooch. And right now through the holidays, Batiste is offering my listeners 20% off their reserve rum. To get this deal, go to BatisteRum.com. That's B-A-T-I-S-T-E-R-H-U-M.com. Order and enter code RESERVE at checkout for 20% off Batiste Reserve Rum. Stay warm and sustainable this holiday season. Put on your favorite holiday album, pour a finger or two or three of Batiste Rum Reserve, and bring on the jolly. Friends, 
With Fresh Victor, making delicious craft cocktails has never been easier. This holiday season, try their line of award-winning delicious cocktail mixers with any spirit or sparkling wine, and you're good to go. Enjoy your guests without the stress of having to play master mixologist. At Fresh Victor, they source only the finest and freshest ingredients, including cold-pressed juices, to create healthier, clean-label cocktail mixers. And Fresh Victor just came out with a winter cocktail recipe book you can flip through online or download and print. Just go to their Instagram, at Fresh Victor Cocktails, and click on the link in the bio to find that book. And that's not all. Act now to get 20% off Fresh Victor Mixers. Simply go to FreshVictor.com, fill up your shopping cart, and at checkout, enter promo code WWD20 to get 20% off your order. The holidays are here. It's time to treat you and yours with the very best mixers on the market. And that's Fresh Victor. All right, so I want to, before we move on to the next wine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, God. I mentioned the book, American Wino. Tale of Reds, Whites, and One Man's Blues. <laughs> and I wanted to have Claire perhaps fact check. Oh, God. Some stuff from the book. I don't think I'm qualified for that, but sure, let's go. So in the book, I had a, there's a little section sidebar, a buzzkill, a glossary of wine nightmares. <laughs> I'm going to throw out the term and you tell us what it means. Oh, God. Okay. I'm going to screw up the name here, but Bretonomyces. Bretonomyces. So that is uh, otherwise known as Brett. Uh, people consider, depending on who you ask, it's a flaw. It's not a flaw. You'll see it in Burgundy a bit. It's a um, uh, bacterial growth that leads to a rather manure-like uh, nose on the wine. In small amounts, I find it quite nice. Okay. Let's see if you got it right. <clears throat> According to the book. Brett is a spoilage yeast that causes barnyard aromas and flavors mm-hmm. in wine, often referred to as Brett, mm-hmm. which means statistically it has a 90% likelihood to share either the name of your freshman year RA <laughs> or that dick from high school who stole your girlfriend. That's gonna totally. Right. So you got to <laughs> Next up, we have VA or volatile acidity. Yes. What is volatile acidity, Claire Copy? So volatile acidity is another one of those fun, uh, is it a flaw or not? You find it in Italian wines quite a bit on the nose. It smells a bit like a nail polish remover. Uh, in subtle amounts, again, I think it's, it's kind of nice. Well, according to American Wino, it is an undesirable amount of acidity that gives a wine a sour, vinegary edge. The brother Theodore of winemaking. <laughs> oh, Teddy. <laughs> That's amazing. Court. <laughs> Corked. What does corked mean? A corked wine. So uh, that is another bacteria. It grows in a natural cork uh, closure on a wine. It doesn't always affect the wine. always affects the cork. Uh, and so that will smell like moldy, wet cardboard or taste like moldy, wet newspaper cardboard on the wine. Um, I know a lot of guests like to say a wine is corked if they just don't like the wine, but uh, it's not. It's got to smell like moldy, wet newspaper. Is that your final answer? Yes. I was supposed to be a, that you were wrong, but I, I was like, is that good or bad? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just shot you with a laser. There you go, shot you with a laser. Um, corked is when a tainted stopper causes wine 
to taste like David Lee Roth has been rubbing it with his taint. <laughs> Ew, that's Lee Drew. I know. I feel true. like that's a little more sour, though. All right, we'll do one more. How about one more? Sure. Phylloxera. Phylloxera. Very famous uh, epidemic in the wine world, late 1800s. Um, so phylloxera is a little uh, kind of like moth-like cicada-ish creature. And the larvae burrow into the root system of the vine, uh, hence making it not possible for the vine to take up nutrients, and it dies. Uh, and when this happened, about like 80% of the vineyards in Europe withered and died away. But they found out that Native American rootstock was resistant to phylloxera, so they imported a bunch of Native American rootstock. And so many of the great vineyards of Europe are grafted onto Native American roots. Wow. Fun times. Let's go to the judges and see if you got that right. Gone. <laughs> crowd, crowd says yes. Uh, in the book, Phylloxera is says if network if if vineyards were network TV shows, mm. then the Phylloxera bug would be Matthew Perry. <laughs> if it gets into your vineyard, it will inevitably kill it. I might be mean to Matthew I was Perry. Say what the I don't know. Maybe I need more wine. He did okay that one time. I got he did that, that one, one little show. show. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let, okay. Let's let get me back to drinking because I feel okay. like I'm getting I'm getting bitter. Um, <laughs> how about we do? Do you want to do let's the do, banshee? I was going to say we just had a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc, so let's compare it to a um, a Sonoma County. Okay. I yeah. don't know. Ban- <laughs> banshee Sauvignon Blanc, Sonoma yes. County, 2020. Uh, this is a uh, again from Sonoma County. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's harvested in August of 2020. Indeed, is 100 percent Sauvignon Blanc. Aye. Uh, comes from a combination of vineyards in the Russian River and Sonoma Valleys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To quality locations, of course, only the best. Okay, and looking forward to this. this yeah. Uh, was, again, August 24th, 2020. It was whole cluster pressed. Mm. What does that mean, Claire? Whole cluster Whole cluster pressed. meaning you got the stems in there, which uh, will add a little uh, grip to the wine, a little tannin, if you will. Uh, and uh, some, some like it. It gives it a little uh, green uh, cracked pepper aspect as well. Okay. I'm going to try it. Sauvignon Blanc already is green bell pepper. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the motorcycles, it's, too, just ripping I by. mean, it's ambiance. I like it. I hope everybody likes it at home that's listening. Oh, okay. Right off the bat. <laughs> I get some zesty mm-hmm. citrus there. I'm getting, it's lemony, right? I get a little lemony, lemony there. Lemony or like a ruby grapefruit. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, For sure. But I it's a little s- toned down compared I to the. I would say this is round. It is round. round. Lucious. <laughs> Lucious. <laughs> this Luscious. is really good. Yeah, like, you're right. That tropical, so little papaya, maybe? For sure. That's a. Uh, I mean, it's that's kind of an inherent quality in Sauvignon Blanc. It uh, gets amplified uh, in New Zealand a little bit, and in parts of uh, California, depending on the winemaker and how long they leave those grapes on the vine. But then you have Sancerre Sauvignon Blanc, and like you won't get much. They'll be like underripe tropical fruits and floral. It's cool. It's cool to see different expressions of wine from uh, different regions. It's really good with the shrimp. I will bet it is. You try it. I will. Now. Hmm. 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 That shrimp is so good, by the way. Yeah. Jesus. I don't know what the uh, price is on this, but, uh, oh, $22 a bottle. So these are all... Fancy's good. I think, especially if you're mm-hmm. going to be having, you know, you're doing a holiday party, most of these wines that we have here today, I mean, you could you could probably buy all five of them for under 120 bucks. Absolutely. And, and you can't good. go wrong. Mm. So I'm eating the pork with her now. All right, so Claire's eating. I'm, I'm gone. She's... 
she's from the Chicago area, <laughs> so they're you know they're, they're a little rough around the edges. They don't they'll, they'll eat the, they'll eat the wine. They'll talk with their mouthful on the podcast. No <laughs> kidding. It's one of those. Do you think people like listening to us chew food on the? Let me try this shrimp. Here, wait, wait. I'm sure there's some weird person with a fetish that's just like, oh yeah, I eat that shrimp. Oh yeah, nice. I'm trying to make it sound louder. Make it sound louder. Oh. <laughs> well, that and by the like way, shrimp. If you're in LA or you're going to be visiting LA. I think a visit to Baby Blue's Barbecue is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. certainly in order. It's a phenomenal restaurant. For, it's a, sort of a hybrid of a, all different styles of barbecue here. They did in Carolina, Kansas mm-hmm. City. They do a Texas rib. They do all kinds of the food here fish. at Baby Blue's. They got some catfish. And on the next episode, we're going to be doing red wines, and we'll be pairing those mm-hmm. with stuff Other that you foods. eat red wine. With. Mwah. <laughs> Speak. Put it in your face. Mouth not working <laughs> anymore. Hold on. <laughs> Let me get right. Okay, there we go. All right. Let's go back to nice. these wine terms, oh, shall gosh. we? Because you're doing very well. By the oh, way. thank you. Yeah, give it time. Okay, but well, now I think we might stop. We're getting into the harder stuff now, ah, Claire. Shit. Pierce's disease. Ah, Pierce's disease is another disease for vines caused by the glassy sharpshooter, which is kind of like a um, grasshopper ish. Also, I think it. What do they attack? The leaves, the leaves uh, of the of the vine. Shit! This is a question on my certified exam. I forgot. <gasps> I'm right. It's caused by the glass. You're crashing and burning. <laughs> Let me tell you what it is. All right. Pierce's disease. It's according to American Wino. <laughs> if vineyards were L.A. comedy clubs, Pierce's disease would be Dane Cook. It just shows oh. up sometimes out of the blue. Shit. It's incredibly hard to stop. And there's nothing funny about it. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, come on. And it rips off other people's jokes. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, I, it's the holiday season. I should lighten up, right? I'm picking on people I no, don't even know. Matthew it's Perry. Times. Oh, yeah, you know what, though? Fuck Matthew it. Perry's doing okay. He's making he's like $20 fine. million dollars in residuals but Dane a year. Cook, Dane Cook has... He's not doing okay. He's <laughs> stolen jokes, you're right. He deserves it. He's, isn't he making like a comeback, though? I feel like he is. Not on this show. All right. What about berry rot? Berry rot? I mean, that's just when the berries rot. (laughs) By the way, just so you know, this is what's written in the book. This is what happens when the berries dot, dot, dot. You got this one, right? (laughs) It's like uh, there's too much moisture and they rot. (laughs) All right. How about oxidized? oxidized? When a wine is oxidized, what does that mean? It's gotten too much oxygen. And it's become kind of overly mushroomy. Sometimes a snudge of it is a little nice. Okay. Uh, but too much of it, she did, she go. When wine has been exposed too long to air and taken on a brownish color, mm-hmm. lost its freshness, and begun to smell of rotten <laughs> fruit. See also David Lee Roth. Now, why, what is my, why am I picking on David Lee Roth? I don't even know. So, <laughs> I, love Dave, I love Van Allen. Your book is, so your book is just taking jabs at everybody in the form of... Sure, we're talking about wine. <laughs> what a dick I am. All right. Um, now it's funny. All right, we got another one. Sure. Bottle shock. Bottle shock. Uh, it's usually when the bottle's been uh, handled a little too much, jostled around, right? And that uh-huh. um, it needs to settle. Okay. I don't know. All right. It's also a great film. Alan Rickman. Bottle shock. Oh, man, you, you stepped on my joke. I knew I did. I knew it. <laughs> a condition that can occur just after bottling or due to bad handling. Mm. 
Also, a forgettable 2008 <laughs> flick about the time Alan Rickman saved America from the French. He always does. Thanks, Alan Rickman. <laughs> Thanks, Alan Rickman. The late Alan Rickman. Should we, should we pour some uh, out for Alan Oh, we should. Rickman? Let's pour Let's, some out for Alan Rickman and the yeast. What, how do we feel about Alan Rickman dying? Very sad. Do you have a sobbing sound on there? Like a woman sobbing at a corner? I don't like, know. Like, no, Alan. No. Uh, I don't. I don't. I <laughs> Add it to the library. We really need to get one in there. Don't <laughs> we? Get, if, you, if I get a little drunker and I think about my exes, you might, I might be able to record that for you live. <laughs> By the way, do you know what's coming, Claire? <clears throat> a reckoning. <laughs> I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. <laughs> we know what's coming with it. We can't face it alone. God, you're here, Claire. That's is all that, I'm saying. Is that him luring Daenerys into <laughs> helping him? And then, all right. What, yeah, what else we got here, wine wise? We got a. We got two more bubblies, right? Or no? We have. We have a, well, yes, we do. We have two more bubblies. Um, actually, these will both be nice with uh, the desserts that we have. Okay. Let's start with. Let's go prosecco. Yeah. All right. So we have a Riando prosecco Riando. sparkling. This is a uh, extra dry prosecco from the. Uh, Spumanti DOC, which is in Veneto, Italy. Yes. Uh, the alcohol ABV on this is 11%, so it's not very high. 10.5, it says on the yeah. bottle. All right. Well, no, it's not very high. Um, continue. Sorry with your details. I'm stepping on your toes. Cold here. maceration of the mm-hmm. grapes and natural fermentation at a controlled temperature of 60 degrees. You don't want to go 62. You don't even want to go or, 60.5. Really? I don't, know. I don't know. Would that make a difference? I'm sure, but I don't think anything's significant. I'm not a winemaker. I just and drink. I, let's try this one. Right. Yeah. Oh, and the grape is Glera? Glera. Tell us about the Glera grape. Uh, this is the primary grape that's used in uh, Prosecco, along with some other indigenous varietals like Jarello. Um, so uh, Prosecco, the reason Prosecco is different than um, Champagne or other traditional sparkling method wines like the uh, Italian one we had earlier is that all of the bubbles, they're no longer in that bottle with all the dead yeast cells that have worked so hard, right? Okay. Womp, womp, womp. It's, uh, they're in a tank. So it's very controlled. It's called the tank method or the Charmont method. Look at you with the big words. Oh, it's big words there. So big. Uh, yeah, so it's a very different method. And you tend to have a little uh, more residual sugar on a Prosecco. That's why they call it extra dry. As opposed to brute. This is a good aperitif for me. Like, this is it's the kind delightful. of thing where if I showed up at a party this is easy. and they hand me this to start. How could you not drink it? I'm going to be excited about it. It's going to be are. a thing. Now, we have a couple of desserts. What do you think would be good here? Um, well, we got that key lime pie, and I think it might be real nice. But we also have the banana cream pudding. Is that what it is? That's a banana pudding. Banana pudding. Let me try with the I key know. Lime I want the key lime pie with this. Because there is that little kiss of sugar on the Prosecco. That will match the oh, holy shit. Is that happening? No, no, that's working that's- right there. <laughs> now tell me what's going on. Why why mm. does it work so well? I don't know. <laughs> why does the it's the sweet of the key lime mm-hmm. and the and the citrus. Why is that oh, working so that well does with work that really well. What's going Again, on? the kisses they're both very bright. Again, they're very similar. A lot of times similar things pair very nicely. Um, sometimes though really complete opposites work. But you have the little bit of sweetness in the prosecco. With that little bit of sweetness in the pie, it's very creamy, though, and very textural. So, again, you have a high-acid wine cutting through all of that texture and creaminess. You need something to cut through that. You do not want to drink a Cabernet with that, with that dessert. Wow. No. You know, what I, you know how I feel about this wine? Happy. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. 
I just have to say, I didn't know there would be sound effects when I came into this, and I am I didn't so know. happy. <laughs> I didn't know either, yeah. It just makes it so much better. Here, will you pour me a little bit more of that? I'll show you. Oh. No, I don't want wine, Claire. Whiskey? Are we doing I'm scotch? I'm glassy. Oh. You're glassy? I don't want ice in my wine. Can you do let's ice? ice is, is it okay to do that? Let's, let's lay it on the table right now. Look. You're in a nice restaurant. You, you get a white wine. It's not cold enough. Can you ask for ice? Well, it should be cold enough. So, a lot of times, though, people, uh, guests, like, their white wine's a lot colder than they, air quotes, should be. Uh, when a wine gets too cold, it, they basically, like, neuter your palate, and you can't taste anything. But, uh, look, live your truth. <laughs> if you want it in your glass, I'm not going to agree with it. Because there's no point. You're watering it down. You're, uh, you're numbing your palate. What's the point of drinking that beautiful wine? You're spending, like, $20 on that glass? What's the point? I've had some uh, ex-girlfriends that are, like, really too cold wine. They've neutered me. In so many ways. Emotionally, physically. Like that too. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> Life is tough. Hold on, we're going to have a moment here. Uh, <laughs> Crying woman in the corner. You need it. Let's try to get back in the holiday spirit, shall we? Alcohol. Well, happy holidays to you, my friend. Yeah, that is so cute. What is that from? Just... Happy holidays to you, my friend. No, 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 no. That's adorable. What's that from? <laughs> then I got drunk Santa. Happy holidays, everyone. <laughs> hey. Is that drunk we're Santa just drunk having dad? fun <laughs> with the soundboard. Okay. <laughs> So we have one more yes. wine we're going to do, but before we do that, we're yeah. going to do their final glossary term. Okay. Wine nightmares. I think you're up right now. If you if you get this one right, you've won. Oh my copy God. of the book. <gasps> Huzzah! Mare captains. The fuck? M e r c a p t a n s. Mare captains. Son of a what? Uh oh. <laughs> I haven't heard. Hold on. So, wait. Spell Mare, it again. <laughs> Can Mare you use it in a sentence? Captains. Um, M-E-R-C-A-P-T-A-N-S. Merde. Je sais pas. All right. She didn't know. I don't know. What's that? Volatile sulfur. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hold on. Let me get my Didn't mouth you write on. this book? Hold on. <laughs> there we go. Uh, <clears throat> Volatile sulfur. <laughs> nope, you get a sound effect now too. <laughs> Come on, the fart one. Oh no! no. <laughs> We're both losers. Volatile sulfur compounds that can occur in wine. Imagine a skunk ate another skunk, <laughs> then took a dump in your wine. It's worse than that. Can I see this? Just like. No. I'm a visual learner. I don't yes. believe you're making it up. I mean, that's the... Nope. Right there. Huh. Well, I'll be. This is the thing I love about wine. There's yeah. always something new to learn. Well, there'll be a quiz in the next episode. Nari. Claire Copy. Nari. All right. Now we got one more wine Ugh. in the holiday uh, buying guide for the white wines. Claire Copy is here with us from Psalm TV. Be sure to check out the current season of Sparklers. Airing awesome. right now. She promises me she's going to win one of the... <laughs> so they do challenges on every episode. Just keep watching. <laughs> and she's come dangerously close to winning the challenges. That mushroom dish that... Look, I'm not salty about many things. I'm a little salty about losing that mushroom dish challenge. Yeah, I, I thought you Did you see win. how beautiful that thing was? That looked like it was from Favakin. Yeah, I thought you Moss on the plate. 
I think, it's, uh, I think it's a conspiracy by the man to keep you down. It's always the man. That's what's going on. Man. man. So next up, we're going to do uh, Scharfenberger. He said with much conviction. Scharfenberger. Scharfenberger. It's got a... Scharfenberger, y'all. Scharfenberger. It's not German. It sounds like, uh, I feel like... Uh, Schnarfy? Gollum or something. Uh, <laughs> Let's not sell this wine Lord too much. <laughs> Wouldn't you say my soundboard game is on right now? I'm I'm on fire. Any L O T R. All right, you got so, more Lord of the Rings in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just rewatched all three of them. Extended editions? I tried. Oh man, it's a lot. You okay. gotta do it. All right, now let's do the Sharpen yeah. Burger. So it's a. Um, <laughs> this is uh, that. Well, they're from Mendocino County. Been around since 1981. They're one of the pioneers. Right, a sparkling wine up there. Would you say that's an accurate statement? Anyone? Yeah. In yes. Mendocino. I mean. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So out there, you got that cool close coastal influence oh, yeah. going on. I think that helps. with the, what, what are the grapes in this thing? What do we got here? This is 60% Chardonnay and 40% Pinot Noir. The grapes of Sonoma. All right, let's try it. Do you smell... Smell you get it. that funk right on. What is that? There's that little bit of uh, that cheesy leasy. What is that? What's going on? I like it. It's. Uh, I imagine this is uh, a bit of the the lees contact. Those lees we were talking about. I, I imagine it's a little more extended than that other sparkling that we had before. So that gives it that texture, that kind of uh, cheesecakey, if you will. Ooh. Cheesecake. Now, what would would how would the banana pudding be with this? That's an excellent question. That why don't you? Asked, you why don't you try, try it? it. Claire's going in on the uh, banana pudding, cool. which has Nilla wafers sticking out of it. It looks very delicious. Which my doctor used to give me when I had my uh, So I, I'm getting a little baked bread on this. There's like mm-hmm. a pastry sort of note going on. Holy shit, that's A little good. caramel to it. How is it with the, with the pudding? You look very happy. Damn. Just put all that stuff in your mouth. Does that take the sting away from losing the... The, the mushroom challenge. The, the, the nothing. Cap, mercapitans. Oh, and that one too. Oh, thank you for bringing up all my failings in one show. I appreciate that. Mercapitans, no. Um, Let's talk about it. So uh, what do you think? The wines that we've had, I, I, think, I, think we're, I think we're on point today with these white wines. 100%. These are all very easy drinkers, but by no means simple. They're all complex. They're all beautiful. And they're all pretty freaking affordable. How much is the Scharfenberger? Char- Scharfenberger Brut Excellence. Hey. Take a guess. I'm going to guess it's $25. $23. Dying. But if you throw in tax, $25. $25. All right. Look at that. So what we've had today, we've had Riondo Prosecco, Wairau mm-hmm, mm-hmm. River Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand, Banshee Sauvignon Blanc from Sonoma County, Enrico, Enrico Serafino. <laughs> I'm going to mess this up. Just say the Alta Longo mm. traditional. Alta Longo, that's a that's a sparkling, mm. 2017, and then yeah. of course the Scharfenberger Cellars Brut Excellence. And it is. Oh, do you have Burns? Do you have Mr. Burns? I don't have that. Damn. I should. Right. I don't have it. Too I bad. apologize. I'm slacking. This but, is over. You know. <laughs> you know what I am. I am the one who knocks. <gasps> yeah, there you go. Oh, I just I rewatched that. Breaking bad. All right. On that note, I am the danger. We're going to finish the wine, all of it. We're going to drink all 
what's the remainder of these five bottles, and then we're going to turn around and record an episode with red wine. Drink more. Drink all of those. So you're probably going to want to tune into the red wine episode mm. because mm. that's going to be high comedy right there. I mean, I want to. Uh, I want. Do you want? Do you want some music to go out with? Always. Okay, let's do it. Let what me, are you going to do? Bring, what you yeah, can you be badass like the... I'm walking away from like a bomb that just went off behind me? Okay. Yeah. Oh. Now I'm mixing. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Wow. DJ Dan Dolan. <laughs> I want to thank Claire Copey for being on that. Where, where do they find you on the, on the social medias? <laughs> Uh, at Claire underscore Copy, C O P P I, C O P P I. Follow me at the Imbiber at WWD underscore podcast. Happy holidays, everybody! I I, I do mean that. I, uh, Claire means it as well. Mm-hmm. Happy holidays to you, my friend. So cute here. <laughs> and we'll be back next episode with the exciting conclusion <laughs> to this. Whatever this is, Red Wines. Holiday wine buying guide. Red Wines. You're not going to want to miss it because Claire and I actually might miss it. We're going to be on it, but we're probably not going to remember much of it. But yeah, you can fill us in later. Thank you. (laughs) 